Welcome back to The Big Listen with Time Out Dubai. This week we are speaking about brunch. The thing we all know and (laughs) love and go to far too many of. Well, maybe not too many. Maybe not too many. Just enough. Just enough. Um, And this week we have with us Monica Metzger, the Complex Director of Food and Beverage uh, for the Western and Limeridian Mina Siahi. Hello there. I just about got that one out. (laughs) I know, that was perfect pronunciation. (laughs) Um, So in your role, you look after, I imagine, quite a lot of different things. Correct, yes. But the the biggest one, perhaps, is Babalicious, right? Yes, that's uh, definitely in the Western is the biggest operation that we look after, for sure. So tell us a bit about that, about the kind of size of it and, and what the concept is and what the history is there? Um, so Bubblicious was born, if I'm not mistaken, because I need to go back in memory, uh, 2009, 10. Uh, so the idea was, uh, obviously at that time, brunch was just coming in the uh, interview. And, uh, uh, you know, my uh, ex, you know, now GM, and was uh, my ex-boss back in the days, he just wanted to do something grand, something that nobody's doing. So the idea was really like, you know, how Dubai is the tallest, the biggest, uh, the most, most, most. So he wanted to kind of replicate that in the idea of brunch. So um, he had the idea of uh, using the three, we have three ground floor restaurants next to each other mm-hmm. uh, with uh, three terraces uh, uh, outside. So he said, you know what? I want to do the biggest one. Like <laughs> it cannot uh, be... Uh, anything uh, small or just regular, just want to go all out. So this is how Bubblicious was born. Uh, he wanted to concentrate, obviously, on uh, you know volume to make sure that people get wowed when they come down the staircase, which has that like wow effect, which yeah. obviously helps. And then uh, you know the people just get amazed by uh, the quantity, the quality, uh, the look and feel, and then that topped up with a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of music, and uh, does the trick. I think that's what was the idea behind. It. And in terms of like, do you know like numbers of like how many dishes you have and things like that? And how oh, many like by by the thousands. I mean, uh, imagine that on a regular uh, uh, brunch we do anything between uh, eight hundred to a thousand plus, uh, depending on uh, obviously seasons and weather. Of course, like this year we haven't been very lucky. And plus, uh, you know, just the amount of, for example, uh, you know, sushi that they produce. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's that must just, be like yeah. half, a, half a sea going on there. <laughs> Pretty much the amount of seafood for example because that's kind of like our showpiece when you enter in the main restaurant which is the biggest one in size we have this uh, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken is 16 meter long um, yes, um, uh, display, which is all full of uh, seafood from A to Z, whatever you can uh, name and think of, uh, you know, from uh, uh, prawns uh, to uh, uh, lobster, poached lobsters, and then we have the sushi, then we have uh, the crudos, we have everything there. So yeah. it's 60 meter long, for example. <laughs> it seems like most, yeah. most people's strategy is to go like seafood first. Yeah, do yes. you find that's what is the most popular station? Yes, yeah, so obviously, you know, let's be honest, uh, you know, uh, people want to get uh, the, the best. <laughs> The value. The value, right? Uh, so there is, uh, you know, obviously the people who have been there before. Uh, so we have a lot of regulars. 
uh, they would, you know, go to their favorites. I observe that the people who come for the first time, and that's what I always tell them, do not pick up anything before you go around yeah, because there's only that much your stomach you will hold. Right well. So you make sure that you do a tour first and then you kind of like, okay, this is what I'm going for, right? So this is another strategy, I think. But yeah, seafood is uh, the big first for uh, everyone. Yeah. Everybody well, just goes there and queues there first. <laughs> I imagine you're like mostly working during brunch time, right? So Correct. Like, uh, yes. But are you much of a bruncher yourself? I know we have Saturday brunches, we have evening brunches in the yeah. city as well. Do you try and explore like what's going on around? Do you have any favorites? I mean, I've, I've been a little bit luckier since uh, I'm a, now I'm director. I'm a little bit outside of operation and mm. more strategic role. But before, obviously, there was no way. I was always working <laughs> every possible Friday. Uh, to be honest, uh, like big size br- uh, brunches like ours. I would do it like you know when it's like a big bunch of people yeah. like a party mm-hmm. like a birthday like a special occasion because it's just so much fun right and it's so if you don't like people you can't come there because there's people it's everywhere right yeah. so <laughs> it's a kind of uh, it's a kind of brunch that you know you want to go because you are in a party mood and then you're going to continue and etc etc so myself for example I probably did like what four brunches in my whole uh, 12 years in Dubai uh, but I kind of like a more like relaxed affair to be honest but that's my personal preference the more like a la carte brunch then do you prefer people to kind of because that's becoming more of a trend we've been it talking is, about really before is, yeah. So yeah. the big buffet brunch is still obviously really popular but it has kind of drawn away a little bit to the other yeah part. I do I do agree that's why for example on the on the one that we have on a Saturday in Bussola uh, on the lounge uh, which I introduced a couple of years back uh, um, we went like more uh, it's a it, we call it a brunch but it's literally like a lazy lunch it's more like mm. things come to you yeah. so you can relax so you don't have to walk around so I think uh, you know one of the reasons why uh, a la carte became uh, more popular is because you know people are more looking for uh, you know they prefer like less quantity but more quality and yeah. they don't necessarily want to do the kilometers around and looking yeah. <laughs> they're not necessarily looking to exaggerate on either scenario food or beverage so they prefer to just uh, you know have kind of have like a chilled affair so yeah. those branches which are la carte are much more for that kind of scenarios mm-hmm. so i think that's why people started move away from one and probably explore other different branches and also because some places i think they don't have uh, the size uh, to be able to host something like that so they still want to you know make sure that people come to their outlets on a friday lunchtime yeah. you know to uh, increase footfall and make more revenue so then they do it that way because yeah. that's what yeah. fits what are some of the like differing challenges in doing the massive brunches but also the a la carte brunches mm. and how do you kind of go about sort of creating that from nothing oh babalicious <laughs> is uh, is months of work uh-huh. it's usually very chef led uh-huh. So the, the the chef would be the one who comes up uh, with the, the crazy stuff because let's be honest, the chefs are always created. That's part of their, yeah. their job and the, the way that they are. So uh, the way that we do it, for example, for Babalicious is uh, he would come up uh, with the different, uh, what we call them stations, right? The different ideas. So, you know, most of the times they're just related to, okay, this is sushi, this is meat and everything. So we tried it through the years to do it more related to countries, for example, and pair, and pair them up with beverages. So 
every station that we do, once the chef decides the idea, then uh, me and my team come in and, uh, you know, said, okay, this is the best beverage that we go for this. And then because uh, all you want is to make sure that uh, you can keep up with the band and, uh, you know, people queuing, you don't want that, uh, you know, you want everything to be fast because since you're people, people are not paying cash uh, and they don't have to wait to the, for the transaction, people want to, you know, get yeah. even quicker service, yeah. let's say that way. So all these things you need to take into consideration for the a la carte ones. I think the major problem that you can encounter is people feeling that it's not enough uh, food, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and also from our side, price it in a way that we give enough food, but we're not without we're losing, losing out. out yeah. Exactly. So um, I think it's like a smart, it's always a smart way of, uh, you know, representing the outlet uh, uh, to make sure that the dishes that are there actually represent the place where they're served. Uh, you would like to uh, make sure that you have enough variety to make everybody happy. And then, uh, you know, be a little bit smart, uh, you know, on the portions of uh, things that fill most, but this is like a, you know, professional secret. So <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to discuss for otherwise you're going to give away big, my secrets. All the big <laughs> Have you ever had any like stations in the big branches that you just really wanted to do or equally any that you just haven't been able to pull off uh -huh. in a brunch setting? Uh, What's your like dream stations? Yeah, there was one. Uh, we wanted to do this pastry box. We did it eventually, but it was not uh, the way that we wanted. Basically, we wanted to create this huge cube in the middle of uh, the main restaurant. And uh, it was supposed to uh, have inside, uh, you know, like the pastry chef, uh, you know, actually wow. doing the, the, thing, the yeah. things. So we were like a bit like uh, we leave it in glass so people can see through or uh, we just do it like a magic. The things are just coming out different from another. But, you know, it was uh, too big. We couldn't store it. We couldn't make it without breaking it. So like in the end, we did a box, but we put like a belt. So things are still coming out of magic outside of this box, but they're already obviously like pre-made yeah. and uh, they have different shapes and sizes like shoes and, um, you know, little uh, gift boxes and everything. And they come out of this box and they keep going on a, on a belt. So it's still cute, but it was not like the original idea. That must be really cool getting yeah. to work on like something from scratch and just say, we have this crazy idea. Let's just figure out how to make it work. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So we do, we do a lot of that. I mean, Asiahi, not only Mabolicious. So we're very, uh, you know, we're very creative. Once we decide to do something, we'll just try to make it happen unless it's like, you know, in the case of the box, unless it's not possible, <laughs> technically speaking, but otherwise we'll try. And what's kind of um, operationally like in the kind of hours leading up to the brunch and the sort of as people are coming in and so on, what is happening in the kitchens? How are they preparing for this crazy rush? And how on earth are they keeping all that food topped that's, up? That's There's so well, many dishes, right? I always ask myself the same question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in terms of, you obviously know how much food you need to order. Yes, correct, yes. Do you find you use all that? Do you not use all that? What do you do with the... Well, obviously, you know, chefs make a forecast because obviously, you know, we're always in good communication. So we'll tell them, okay, this is what we expect and we can give them a breakdown of how many kids, how many adults, so they kind of know, you know, mm -hmm. if out of 800, the 200 are kids, obviously, you know, you know less. that uh, there will be a less consumption. But uh, to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you, like everything gets just you know, cleaned up uh, almost a hundred percent of the times. So, uh, in fact, sometimes we actually need to run to like make more, like for oh, example, really? sometimes the sushi runs out. So you're like, I know that it can look, especially because of the size and the quantity of people coming that we would have like a huge waste. But to be honest, I think, uh, you know, brunch per se is actually one of those which are, you know, quite under control when it comes to, to that really? point of view. Yeah. So do you think yeah. it's a bit of a misconception then that people think that 
There yeah. is a lot of waste. I think it, it goes down a lot to your head chef, to your executive chef, to make sure that, uh, you know, first of all, he has the experience, which we're lucky uh, to have somebody like this and experience with this particular branch that he knows uh, and he can kind of like gorge and, and, and think, okay, I'm going to need this much. Um, and then... Uh, um, Actually, I think that sometimes like the regular buffets that we do on daily basis, because you don't expect, you don't know mm. how many people are actually going to turn up. The, those are like more uh, inclined to have more yeah. food wastage than a brunch because brunch is pretty much, you know, the number. And so you prepare accordingly. Okay. So, How do you decide when to change something about, especially a really long running brunch like Bubblicious? How do you think, let's try something new or let's try a new mm. station? Like. How does that come about? So um, for Bubblicious, we do season to season. So for example, mm -hmm. we would have uh, a change, uh, a huge change, like structural change in terms of like uh, renewing station, etc. The big one is usually every two years. Okay. Well, and like then the whole of the stations change? Yes. Uh, that, that's like really like, you know, breaking something apart and making something okay. totally new. That, that happens every two years. Uh, so we usually when we manage to open the terraces, that's when it will start until until Ramadan, right? Uh, and then every year we do a refresh. Uh, so maybe uh, something that we saw that people didn't really like, uh, um, either food or beverage wise, like how this station was not really popular, it doesn't really work. Uh, so then we do like little changes uh, every year. We don't really change uh, a lot during the cycle. Uh, during the year, to be honest, but we do throw in maybe a few specials, uh, for example, yeah. I don't know if it's Easter, of course, we'll theme it or Valentine's or mm -hmm. obviously Christmas. Uh, so we'll, you know, throw a little bit of uh, maybe extra stations or uh, more decorations from the food displays uh, to make it more interesting and different. But usually it's, uh, So the know. dishes kind of remain the same every week. Yeah. Uh, well, no, there is a rotation, of course. It's not more, uh, more I'm talking about the stations yeah, which are yeah. outside of uh, what is already there which are plug and play mm -hmm. but for example you know if you go to the roast uh, area or everything it will not always be the same okay. there is always a so rotation you do different, like curries and yeah correct and correct yes so that always changes it yes. seems like the big trend at the moment is these big wheels of risotto oh i love a parmesan <laughs> truffle, ris <laughs> truffle so risotto good. inside parmesan wheels yeah i know Every, everybody see like even before instagram was a thing everybody <laughs> loves a good show Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, a lot of times uh, we spent, uh, and not only in Bubblicious, but in general, even the other restaurants to find a gimmick or something that uh, you do and nobody else does uh, that because those things, uh, because are visual, they stay in your mind the longer. And then, you know, in a conversation, we'll say, oh, you know, I went to the restaurant where they, you know, they do mm. the risotto in the wheel. Oh, cool. You know, like yeah. these are, this is the reason why certain things are done in restaurants, right? To try to stick into your mind, uh, not only because the service was great and the view was good and the food food was awesome but also you know they have that catch yeah they have that catch is it becoming exactly. harder to impress people now yes <laughs> very very hard uh, actually i think uh, the trend right now it's going backwards before it was all about uh, impressing mm -hmm. and being uh, you know all glamorous and uh, you know glittery and whatnot i think now the trend is since uh, quite almost like a year plus uh, it's actually going in the in the other direction mm -hmm. right so it w that's why you see that places which are more down to earth or homey or uh, that remind you of back home in your country those are the places which are actually getting traction because i think people in dubai who have been here long enough i think they've been so saturated with uh, all the glitter and yeah. the uh, <laughs> and the posh and the expensive and they are looking for something more natural more uh, uh, normal 
let's say that way. So I think this is where the market is going, to be honest. Have your numbers stayed kind of steady then at Publishers? I wish I could say. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm not going to lie. We still have a very, very strong numbers, but uh, like everything, everything declined a little bit. Uh, Mm. I mean, not to to a point of uh, worry, but definitely like everything else, uh, you definitely Mm. can see. so a little drop. Is it because people are going out less to brunch, do you think? Because we were having this conversation the other day, mm-hmm. and there were quite a few of us all at separate brunches, and we thought it was quite quiet. So I don't know yeah. whether, whether that's just because well, of the time mm, of year and the weather, maybe. Yeah, weather has a huge impact. Uh, like, especially, not only brunch, but uh, everything around, uh, you know, we know how Dubai is when it rains. So unless you're already <laughs> yeah. out and stuck in the middle of it, you would not leave your house. So this is obviously a huge problem. <laughs> Um, I think, uh, um, uh, to be honest, that people, like obviously before is everything, there was less a selection. And so obviously some branches were more popular because people just go there. And then when everybody started doing, then mm. of course you want to try. It's, uh, it's human, right? You want to try. You heard that somebody went. Uh, you're not going to go to the same branch every Friday. You're just going to go try something else. Um, so obviously that makes uh, the other branches look uh, like there's less people, but probably there is some amount of people, but they're just mm. spread right, more yeah. uh, uh, everywhere. And then I also notice, obviously, you know, there is a lot of competitive branches which offer you know, food and drinks for a very uh, limited amount of money. So it also depends on the customer, what they're looking for. If they just want to, you know, go all out, go all out and, uh, and uh, you know, just really have a good time, then they will choose, a you know, a one type of brunch because all they want to do is one specific thing, which is just have fun. And then you have the other one who's more uh, uh, picky and, uh, you know, he wants uh, to have the good quality food and the good entertainment so they know where they can find that so they go there, right? So it's yeah. also different customers where they're looking for uh, I think that also has a l- lot of impact on the big branches because people not everybody appreciates uh, you know what we offer and how yeah. much it is uh, and how much work uh, and they prefer to just oh for me Friday brunch only means I want to go have fun I don't care if the food is great or not uh, or if the beverage selection is great or not I just want to go out so obviously they're not going to come to us uh, so yeah I think another conversation we've had is about like these kind of discount apps two for ones and so on yes has that had a big impact on like what you have to offer and like the do you find that you kind of have to give these offers out to draw people into certain branches yes um I think, uh, you know, I think uh, what they've done with it, it's it's great, uh, to be honest. And, uh, you know, from a consumer po- point of view, for us, we are basically slaves of uh, of these applications. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie to you, we've used it. Uh, uh, we're still using it, but we have uh, retrenched a lot of the usage of it. So we tried instead to give uh, value for money already from the beginning, instead of, for example, charge 250 and then anyhow one is you know, the other one is free, but already like started the price point, for example, 195 to say, okay, mm-hmm. it's full price, but you know, it's much cheaper than uh, etc. So sometimes it works. I think it really depends on how strong your brand is and how strong your product is, uh, whether you can uh, survive or not without these apps. And, uh, but I know that a lot of people go out based on that because it's also a marketing tool, right? So you don't know what you do. You're in the area, you scroll through up, oh, yeah. you know, like sometimes it happens because of that uh, more than uh, necessarily you know they choose uh, to go there because of no they just a convenience right because it just pops up so uh, yeah it's a bit difficult Uh, i have two other branches which are on it but uh, babalicious and for example the busola one they're not on it so yeah it's a bit uh, i oh even elsewhere my spanish restaurant i just took it off from uh 
the app, but recently, so we're still trying to understand how that's going to work for us. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, so do you feel at restaurants then they feel they have to have something on a Friday to be open and keep up with everyone else? Mm. Mm, not really. I think it depends a lot. Uh, for example, uh, Bussola, I refused uh, my uh, so many uh, uh, bosses that I have before. I was the boss. Uh, they said, no, 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 you have to do something there because it's going to kill it and it's already so popular and I refused. I think some places... Uh, don't have to have brunch. And also in a complex so big uh, and thinking also about in-house guests, but also outside guests. Uh, if you come to a complex, mm. I cannot have brunch in every corner because what you if you just want to have a meal, night, right? Yeah. 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 You, you want to have a place where you can have a normal meal and I don't necessarily... You know, branches not always uh, make money, right? Because there's a lot of expenses related to it. So unless uh, you have it, you know, well planned out and you have the volume, uh, you can end up losing money actually in the when yeah. it comes to profit. So does it, does it tend to break even brunch? Like, because I often like. At these massive brunches, I'm sometimes there and I'm thinking, like, how on earth can they be making money here? I, I uh, ask myself the same question with a lot of uh, <laughs> offers and prices yeah. that I see around, you know, because most of our time uh, it's spent uh, trying to find the new ways uh, to get you guys through the door, right? Mm. And you're, like, trying to think and obviously you look at what the neighbor is doing because not what you want to copy, but you just want to understand what is the logic behind it and why you're doing what you're doing and why is this offer. But as you said, sometimes you're just like, what? How can you sell for this much money for that many hours and still make money yeah. it's uh, it's incredible um we are lucky that uh you know um we, we do it because it actually is profitable right it's all about uh, you know the volume uh, uh, the strategy of pricing uh, the costing everything is studied beforehand to make sure you don't lose money yeah. and if you we do you know throughout analysis every month uh, to make sure that uh, we are keeping our numbers and if it's not then there's always small little changes that you can do to ensure that you put the money in the bank and you're not wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of dishes then, you talked about the seafood station being really popular, yeah. but what is really, really popular as well? What do maybe surprise you that people like? Uh, the cheese. Is it really? Mm. Yeah. yeah, because I'm Italian. I eat cheese not as a dessert, right? For me, it's more like, a, how do you say, a thing that you have more like an appetizer. Actually, mm -hmm. we use it as an antipasti or part of the antipasti plate. But obviously for other countries, it's like dessert, right? So I always say, you know, <laughs> at first I was like, everybody, there was some people attacking the dessert section, but there was far more people attacking the cheese <laughs> section. And we have one of those like big displays with like 100, 150 types of cheese from all over the world, right? So wow. cheese love. Uh, they're just like all over the place because they don't know how much space they have left in the stomach to try as many as they can. So uh, that's actually quite funny to watch. Uh, yeah, that's very popular. Uh, and like if the trends right now are things like evening brunches, Saturday brunches, mm. what do you think we'll see in the next year and onwards in terms of brunch trends? Um, I think that uh, uh, this trend that we have in right now, more sit-down branches and smaller branches uh, will continue stronger. I think uh, that the mega branches, as uh, we call them, uh, it's not that they're going to fade away totally, but other venues always try to imitate in the past. Mm. Uh, and uh, now they're just not going to attempt it because they will probably rather uh, work on something smaller yeah. than trying to make something yeah. big. Because I remember so many, you know, died out throughout the years that we're doing at least a 500, 600 plus, right? And I think they're not as popular as they used to be. Uh, so in our case, obviously, 
you know, we will continue doing what we what we are doing, but all the other branches that we have all throughout there are much smaller, and uh, most of them are a cart. So I think that this uh, this will stay uh, healthy branches, for example, because now the whole health uh, craze, uh, I think it will still uh, have momentum uh, and will keep going. So I think the, those two will definitely keep, uh, you know. So what kind of healthy in. branch do you think? Would you have something in one of your venues? Uh, like we did think about doing it, but again, it's like the question that you asked before, do you think that everybody has to do a branch before? So we mm. were going to do one uh, on Saturdays actually in Bounty Beats, which is mm-hmm. our healthy restaurant. And uh, But then we analyzed the numbers and there's like the place is already full. Usually you do brunches or offers or package deals when you're like struggling or to get people through the door. Mm. But if your restaurant is already working as uh, its original product uh, with the a la carte that you, you menu that you uh, planned in the beginning, so why should you do something which is probably less profitable just because? So that yeah. would be one example, right? But uh, it's there, It's we, we kept it on the side because, you know, for bad times to come, uh, that's mm-hmm. definitely one thing that we wanted to do because uh, we see that people actually enjoy having that you know, a healthy version of a brunch uh, style, more uh, breakfast, like the actual brunch, you know, breakfast into lunch uh, more than, uh, you know, uh, a later yeah. affair for the healthy like ones, I would brunch. say. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like something that starts at 11 to 2 or 11 to 3 would be what I would do for a healthy brunch, not later than that. No. So. And veganism's like a massive thing in the yeah. city at the moment as well. Is that something you're looking at? Yes, of course. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, the uh, Bounty Beats doesn't have... Uh, only vegan dishes, but it has a lot because we didn't want to go out as a vegan restaurant and not to limit our choices, right? So you have, it's absolutely gluten-free, yes. You have vegan dishes, yes, but it's more like a health-conscious uh, uh, restaurant more than uh, just vegetarian or just vegan mm. or just gluten-free. So it's more an overall well-being type of uh, concept in there. So, but it's working very well, really, really, very good. Yeah. And also because it's pretty and Instagram is Instagram is the king. So uh, <laughs> that dictates pretty much everything at these days. <laughs> so do you find also with brunches then like sometimes it can happen that you go to a restaurant, you love the restaurant for dinner service, you go to brunch and it's not quite of the same level or the quality mm. because they don't necessarily offer the same dishes and stuff. Is that a bit of a challenge sometimes as well? Or do you have, because you've got all the same, all people coming in at the same time and stuff, is that something your restaurant has to act differently than like a normal lunch service? Yeah, of course. I mean, the, uh, as we said before, I mean, especially for Babalicious, the other branches are a bit simpler to to handle. But, you know, when it comes to uh, the Babalicious operation, it's something that, you know, we had to train ourselves how to do it. Uh, luckily, we had time because we didn't do thousand covers from the beginning, yeah. so it kind of like increased. Uh, but we had to make so many changes. Sometimes uh, week by week, we need to make changes about, for example, uh, we had problems at check-in, right? Uh, queuing people, so to avoid people waiting. So we had to make changes to make sure that uh, the mm. operation is tailor-made uh, to ensure the best possible experience for the guests. So it's like... You cannot just start it and let it go, right? You always have to, you know, analyze it, follow up, make sure that, uh, you know, the the team uh, understands the changes that you need to make. And it's always looking at uh, uh, ensuring that the guest has the best uh, experience that they can have. So you continuously have to evolve, even though you don't evolve the concept per se, but you always have to make tweaks like, oh, we should move this station here because, you know, people are queuing too much and they don't have space. So many things. It's like little, little details that you have to change every day. Yeah. And in terms of entertainment, then, mm-hmm. how do you go about deciding what you want to do with that? 
Um, okay, so for example, the musicians that we have, uh, Chad and Matt, we've never changed them because it's one of those things that uh, it's kind of like a tradition or mm. something that people come for and they love to see, you know, that the same guys are there every time they come. You know, sometimes you have, uh, I think there's certain type of entertainment that you can be more, uh, uh, you know, crazy with and take your chances to change. But I think in some other cases, something should stay always the same, you know, to be sure to, you know, keep consistency. Uh, when it comes to uh, entertainment, the first one that we have were Chinese acrobats. So that's how the, the concept started. So obviously we had this uh, super talented guys flown in from China, you know, they do all those, you know, jumping in the air and all the stuff that they do. But then uh, that's, for example, one that you should change because otherwise people get bored, right? Mm. They want to have something. So uh, I was lucky enough. Uh, I worked with other two companies after that uh, on uh, alternating them a little bit. And basically what I do is just tell them, uh, you know, this is the uh, theme of the brunch this year. Okay, this is what we're going to do because we tried always to theme it somehow every time we do a big change or brunch. And they're so good and so professional that they will be the one coming and saying, okay, these are your options. This is what I can do. Mm. So they present you different acts. They give you videos. They even do like live performances as a trial to show you. And then basically you, you know, I pick, okay, I like this. I think I like this. And especially in Babylicious, you need to take care about the fact that uh, you have to have elevated things because mm -hmm. there is just so many people and so many uh, visual obstacles. So you need to make sure that whatever it is, people can see from wherever yeah. they're sitting. Um, and then uh, obviously they come to me with options. Uh, then they do the rosters. We make sure that every place is covered. So it's like a partnership with the entertainment company, really. But uh, they do a lot of the work because at the end of the day, they know best. So yeah. I just get to pick and choose what I want. That but, must uh, be lots of fun. Sounds like the X Factor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to something uh, something like this. You know, you want to make sure that people will enjoy you want to make sure that it fits the place and it makes sense and so many details right uh, yeah and just to round us off um what are your top secret tips for people coming to brunch to get the most value out of a big brunch yes okay so um as i said before number one is uh, make a full round especially in a brunch that is yeah. big. Just Do the full recce, make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, go, just go like, a, a, actually initially we even had uh, maps. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, going mm. out to people because people would just, especially first comers, they were like, they don't know where they're going, what they're doing. Then maybe they've never been to the Western before, so they're not uh, obviously uh, familiar with the place. So, you know, go along, long round. And then uh, um, if you like a lot of things, uh, tip number two would be just a little bit of everything. So you get to taste uh, everything that you like. Um, uh, try to move around as much as possible uh, in terms of like not spending maybe too much time at your table uh, and you know obviously you enjoy but you know try to go around and see like the entertainment that it's happening you know and just uh, try to enjoy as much as possible uh, then number four um, don't go straight to the buffet wait half an hour that's always my first step <laughs> unless you really want to take pictures then do that quickly and then maybe have like a chill and have a drink or two uh, and then go because that's always easier to avoid cues I would say mm, yes very true exactly I like uh, that tip yeah I like to sit for a bit before I get yeah out. Uh, get it's my like, bearings, chill out. Because it's like always like when they open a buffet, everybody's like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? like so, so um, get there early. 
just if you want to take pictures. So at least, uh, you know, if you're the first one down, you take your picture quickly, go drop your bag, uh, have a glass, uh, and then, uh, you know, relax and start again. And then uh, um, nothing, just uh, have lots of fun. And uh, if you didn't try everything that you uh, that you could, you can come back again. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, ah, it was Monica. a pleasure. Thank you so much. This has been the Time Out Big Listen on Brunch. Uh, I've been Scott Campbell and this is Amy Matheson. We will see you later. Make sure you subscribe to get every episode straight to your inbox. 